0: Hello and welcome to the Church Times podcast. I'm Tim Wyatt, digital editor. This week's podcast is slightly different and not just because it's coming out on a Monday. We've spent the weekend at the Greenbelt Festival in the beautiful grounds of Bowton House in Northamptonshire. The Church Times has been the media partner of Greenbelt for more than a decade now. And this week we wanted to share a little snippet of what makes this festival of faith, arts and justice special. We've rounded up as many Greenbelters as we could lay our hands on and we've asked them to tell us what Greenbelt means for them. Uh, normal podcast service will resume on Friday, but we hope you enjoy this Greenbelt special.
1: It's so familiar, but it's all so strange. I've got a 21st century heartbeat. It's a dying voice. It still haunts me. century. Dave Walker, Church Times cartoonist. Greenbelt regular. You're something of a Greenbelt celebrity, aren't you, Dave? Well, I'm not quite sure about that, but I have been coming for quite a number of years.
2: How long? And um, I think the first one, I think, was 99 in in Cheltenham. Um, But that was a
1: while ago, so I can't precisely pin down the year, but something like that, yeah. Yeah, And every year since then. And unlike many Church Times colleagues, you're a keen camper, aren't you?
2: Yes, indeed. I went through a phase for a couple of years where we stayed in a hotel, but did that not feel about, like the real Greenberg experience? Well, I was ill one year, so so that's how it started, and then I kind of realised it was actually quite nice to stay in a hotel. But then, but then when we moved back uh, to uh, um, when we moved to Baden House, then I started camping again. Yeah.
1: And what have you? What have you been up to? Have you seen any people you've enjoyed, music or talks? Or? Um, yeah, I've just seen Kate Rusby, whose music I love, and
2: Talks, um, really enjoyed Jenny Baker talking about uh, running and um, her experience of that, and Malcolm Doney uh, and Martin Rowe, Martin Rowe <laughs> um, talking about their, their new 95 theses, and those they were, they were both excellent.
1: And tell us about your new book, it's on sale here for the first time. So, yes, the new one is called How to Avoid the Peace,
2: and it's a book of my Church Times cartoons. And, yeah, it's great. It's a new format for for this series of cartoons. So it's in a landscape format, which means the cartoons are bigger, um, which I think is a good thing. Um, Yeah, so it's great to have that out. And also my cycling book is... Here and available, um, the cycling cartoonist. So yeah, it's, it's um, a bit of a, a bump, a couple of months for, for books. There won't be any more for a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just finding you're going to be judging a adult colouring competition. Yes, indeed.
2: Monday. The pressure is quite intense as as there is a significant prize for the competition of a retreat, an actual holiday, holiday that people can win. So the pressure is on uh, to. Um, decide whether a good picture is accurate or creative I haven't quite decided which.
1: So you set the criteria as the judge? Yes
2: yes I think it says in small print that my decision is final. So, um, I'm
1: sure it is. Yeah. And they'll be colouring your cartoon? Yes
2: really? yes it's the one in the uh, in the Guide to Greenbelt Belt guide.
1: Okay. And yeah. so we'll announce the winner in
2: I think, next week? I don't quite know really I, th- I think uh, I'll be judging it on Monday uh, the final day of Greenbelt, and that's as much as I know. Um, I, I have no idea how it will work beyond that. Very, very exciting. Yes, indeed, it, indeed.
3: It it, it
2: Thank you, Dave. Right, okay. okay, thanks, Ed. Thanks a lot. To understand what her father meant when he said that grown apart.
3: So this actually shows that even though we, we are part of the Palestinian people, that we, we each um,
1: face different
0: can you tell us who you are briefly and how long you've been coming to Greenbelt?
4: My name's Chinny MacDonald, um, I work for World Vision and this is my sixth year at Greenbelt but it's also my first as a trustee of Greenbelt.
0: Why did you want to become a trustee of Greenbelt?
4: Um, I am the first kind of black trustee, <laughs> not kind of black, um, <laughs> I am the first uh, black trustee of Greenbelt and I'm really interested in... Um, making Greenbelt a more diverse space in terms of ethnicity. I think we do really well at lots of things, in getting lots of different generations, people from across the country, but there's a significant underrepresentation of people from ethnic minorities here, so um, I'd love to help increase that. Hmm.
0: What kind of highlights have you enjoyed, particularly this Greenbelt? Anything stick out for you?
4: This year I thought I'd try and go to some things that were totally... Not up my street, so I went to uh, a talk by Greg Garrett on the zombie apocalypse and the theology of that, and I found it absolutely fascinating. So he talked about um, the book called The Road by Cormac McCarthy, which is one of my favorite books, and talked about things like um, Waking the Dead and Shaun of the Dead and all these films I've never seen. Uh, but actually, I found it, I found there was some real insight into what zombies can tell us about humanity and how we feel. When we are at peril as a, as humanity, so yeah, that was really interesting.
0: What do you love about Greenbelt? What is it that brings you back each year?
4: I love the diversity of talks. I love that you can find um, anything here. So whether you're interested in the music scene, or whether you want to do a bit of craft, or whether you're interested in political debate or theological debate, you can find all those things here. And to me, it's a real, a really amazing representation of what our faith should be about. So there are so many active. Um, uh, Christians who see their faith as something that, that, that is not a static faith, that it's capable of evolving, it's capable of um, withstanding questions and um, that are really difficult sometimes. But um, ultimately, Greenbelt's outlook on life is that we should be all for the common good. So whether that's uh, environment, whether that's Israel-Palestine, um, whether that's race, there are so many different things that um, make Greenbelt a really special place and um, that keep me thinking throughout the year.
0: Someone was listening to this, never been to Greenbelt, how would you sell it to them? Why would you? T- what reason should they come in 2018?
4: I think at Greenbelt you will find um, you will find someone who is like you in some way, but you'll also find lots of people who are totally different from you and can h- help change your perspective on the world, how you view the world. Um, but also, there's some really great music. There's dancing. People are happy and nice, um, and those are really important things um, for the August Bank Holiday. Thanks
0: a lot.
2: Well, guys. That's it. Well
1: done. Enjoy yourselves. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> right, Malcolm Guy here at Greenbelt 2017. When did you first come to Greenbelt?
5: Oh, I was just trying to remember that. It was in the um, mid 80s. I think it was about 86. Um, and my wife and I were were running a youth group, so we kind of brought youth. We did. The hardcore you know camping yeah. out in the youth field and the days when the latrines were trenches you know <laughs> kind of trench humor yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and it like this year? have you been speaking just now it, I've, I've just been
5: been doing a reading it was very encouraging in that it was well attended and um it was fun to do yeah it's it's i've been to three different venues now i remember it was castle ashby and then the the Cheltenham one this is this has a much more sort of um gentle, it's not a genteel feel to it with the beautiful kind of lakes and, and things. It's a bit less frenetic than it used to be. Uh, and actually that suits me. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm very, and I always, the great thing about Greenbelt is, I mean, I always hear a speaker i would not necessarily known, but who catches my, my attention or kindles my imagination. And most Greenbelts, I come away with with some band or, you know, music thing. And some of the bands I've heard at Greenbelt, from way back, you know, stayed with me all those years. I mean, I first heard um, a wonderful American band called Over the Rhine at Greenbelt, and I've been a fan ever since, you know, and got sort of loads of their albums. Does anyone this year uh, Well, I've only just got here today, so I'm, but I'm looking forward, um, there's just a few I've been reading, reading bits about, and I think I'm going to be, there's a kind of Southern rock one that I'm looking forward to tonight, and there's some I know already from Kate Rusby. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I do it very much as serendipity. I always do a bit of planning and then abandon the plans and just wander from tent to tent. And also you get great conversations. I mean, I am an habitué of the Jesus psalms. Yes. I, if I stay there long enough, then people will come that I know and you know, it's loving.
1: Yeah. It's a good place for pipe smoking.
5: It is, yeah, yeah. I sometimes think, oh golly, you know, can you smoke a green belt? But, but actually, I usually there's a bit, there's a corner somewhere, and I do it, and I, I take my pipe out, and I, I've evenly. And there was the other year I was here, and I hadn't realised that pipe smoking beards and pipe smoking and waistcoats have apparently become a thing.
1: Hips amongst those kind
5: of hips. well, of course, it was all complete news to me. You know, what I mean, <laughs> so I accidentally became a yeah. style icon, yeah. and a, and a whole bunch of fit, young, you know, yeah. sort of properly trendy and cool bearded men appeared out of nowhere and asked if they could sit at my table, so they could smoke their pipes, and we had a serious smoke ring blowing competition. You know, it was great. And of course, you know, I blew smoke rings and people bought me beers, so it doesn't get better than that, you know.
1: <laughs> and can you tell us about your, your new book published yeah. by um, Canterbury Press yeah. on grief and bereavement, yeah. can you tell us more about Love Remember, that? yeah.
5: So this has been quite a sort of project. Um, it's a cycle of, it's a collection of 40 poems, um, taking a kind of journey through grief and bereavement with a little essay on each poem. and. I think our idea, I was discussing it with, with Christine, my editor, was that, you know, there used to be a formal mourning period of 40 days where you could really mourn and nobody would be cross with you and tell you to get over it and you could get pulled expressed express it. And I think we both felt that there's been a bit of a a reticence about grief um, in our culture, which is not helpful, um, and the fact that funerals are now always rebranded as celebrations of a person's life. Of course you want to celebrate a person's life, but you ought to be allowed to wail and to cry out and to lament loss, and and of course the Bible is full of that. Um, so I, I I, wanted to do that, and funny enough I started off thinking, tr- defining the book in my own mind as a sort of antidote to the oft-quoted Henry scott and death is nothing at all, you know, I've just popped into the next room and you know carry on as we were and smile and laugh, which many funerals have. And I decided to look up the original context and of course discovered it's part of a much better and more profound sermon saying death is something terrible. Eventually in and through Christ we may on the last day have the happiness of looking back and realising that in the great context it was nothing at all. But most of the sermon is about Christ accompanying us through something very dark. So it's been taken out of context? It's been entirely taken out of context. So I, I spend the introduction of the book Restoring the Context and then I I use the book to make the journey through. Do you hope this could be
1: a resource at funerals?
5: I'm hoping so. I hope it'll be primarily a resource for people either who are grieving themselves or who are accompanying friends through grief. But I hope there will also be poems that people can find and use at funerals. I mean, there's one of my own in there that that is a short poem I wrote um, uh, about a funeral that my father attended, and um, which I know people have used at at funerals. It's called "Holding and Letting Go." um, um, So I hope there'll be other poems as well in there that people.
1: Great. Just briefly, I heard you bumped into Andrew Ramsey, who writes for us a bit. Who you still
5: yes, a band with. yes, Andrew Romsey and I were a band together in the late eighties, which sounds very glamorous, but it was it says, not like Richard Cole's. So we were in a band called the Crocodiles, and uh, we just played in and around Cambridge. But yeah, so we had a great time, and uh, of course he's in a band now as well. So we've stayed yes. in touch ever since. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So,
0: can you just tell us quickly who you are and how many times you've been to Greenbelt? Uh,
3: so, my name is Joseph Collius, I'm from Oxford, uh, and this is the very first time that I've been to Greenbelt. And what brought you here this time? Um, so, I'm on the team, I'm helping with the, with the press, uh, and I'm friends with Vicky, who is heading up the press team. Uh, so, she invited me along to, to help her and also. Subsequently, I've been able to experience Greenbelt. And what have you made of what you've seen and heard? Yeah, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. It's got a very um, relaxed vibe. So I have been to lots of other Christian kind of festivals. So I've been to Soul Survivor and Momentum and uh, New Wine and those kind of things. So to, to come to something like this, which is probably closer to where I am in my own kind of spiritual walk, um, is really good. And, and, and listening to kind of more liberal and progressive Christian talks and discussions is, is nice, it's been good. Anything in particular that stands out in your mind that you've heard? Um, so I listened to Anne Pettifer yesterday who I thought was just incredible um, in the Christian aid tent so it was a kind of Q&A style uh, interview with her um, and my background's in economics so kind of getting that perspective, that kind of, not really a Christian perspective but a, a kind of ethical and ecological perspective on economics was really interesting Uh, and something hopefully that I can kind of future on in my career use and and build on and and hopefully ingrain in what I do. You said it was your first
0: time at Greenbelt, have you found it easy to kind of figure out what's going on, get involved in the vibe, find people to meet,
3: find stuff in the program that jumps out at you? Yeah, yeah, I mean as I said I have been to lots of these kinds of things before so the whole, although Greenbelt's new, the kind of the whole Christian festival and the way it works isn't new to me so yeah it's felt very natural i think yeah and to anyone listening who's maybe never been to greenbelt what would you would you recommend they try try it in 2018 i would yes yeah yeah I've, I've had a really good time i mean the weather's helped it's been yeah. absolutely glorious <laughs> um but there's so much to do i think um i think you can come and, and experience i think you could ask a hundred different people and they would have such a different experience because it Unlike other festivals, it hasn't got this kind of morning meeting, evening meeting kind of flow to it. So you really can't... Just, I just feel like there's more opportunity to kind of make of it what you will. Um, so yeah, for sure. Let's start with Rosella. Um, what uh, did that film mean to you as a black
4: woman? What did that film mean to me as a black woman?
0: Uh, so Paul, do you want to tell us quickly who you are and how long you've been coming to Greenbelt? Okay, I'm Paul Handley, I edit the Church Times uh,
6: and I went to a couple of, well I, I think of them as early Greenbelts, but they were about 20 sort of odd years ago, um, but solidly I've been coming for the last dozen years or so. And what brings you back each year, apart from work? <laughs> um, Oh, it's just such a buzz, and and, and I tend to come with a, one or two of my children anyway. Now they've grown up, we've been about, and I've seen them. You enjoy things through their eyes, and uh, and now they're enjoying the same things as me, which is quite fun as well. So I don't have to go to to uh, rather. Um, Silly little sort of making things, but I just went, went across to the, the the create session. If only that was around when my kids were small, they'd do fantastic things.
0: What kind of things are they? Oh making? well, I,
6: they, I was I was offered the chance to make a bishop's mitre. <laughs> if any were that simple. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I could have done some willow weaving. Uh, I just was, sock monkeys, fantastic.
0: Um, what are the highlights for you being for this year?
6: Well, it's it's odd because I've been coming so long. I've turned into the sort of people that I always thought were a bit odd. People who came to Greenbelt and didn't go to anything. They just wandered around meeting their friends and standing chatting. So I don't, That's not my intention but what happens is I head off for something and bump into some really great people, interesting people that I've, I've known for some time and, and, and then sort of 20 minutes half an hour goes by and you say oh well, what about the Jesus Arms then? See you later. And um, so that it is immensely enjoyable to be able to do that on a sunny afternoon and, and talk to some really interesting people you, you, you only see once a year so it, it's, that's great um, and, and that I find so encouraging because you, you, you think there are so many inspiring people in, in the church that we write about every week and we often write about the bad things or the the, the things that they were but,
0: um, but there were some people doing some great stuff so that's fun You mentioned earlier that you found this morning's communion service quite, uh, quite moving
6: Oh, uh, like everybody I think um, the, the communion service at the Greenbelt is always an adventure um, and I at, uh, having been in the church of England for so long I'm used to everything and I love everything I always get something out of it but other people have higher standards than I do um, so you often hear people afterwards wondering why, saying, "Oh, oh, they, oh, that was too long. That was that didn't work." But this morning, ev- everybody found it profoundly moving. The, w- the way that the, the um, accessibility thing that we've seen all around the site was taken into the heart of the communion, and uh, and and it wasn't. There was no tokenism at all. It was the whole thing was led by people with disabilities, wheelchair users. And, and the way that they, um, the uh, the gospels was, was produced by somebody uh, with a live link from their, their bed down in Plymouth because they they're suffering from ME uh, was tremendous, and uh, and the homily from um, uh, Becky I think Becky Tyler who, who um, has cerebral palsy um, uh, was uh, w- was both. Um, profoundly
0: moving and profoundly theological, and
6: that was just tremendous.
0: If you could, in a sentence, encourage someone who's never been to come next year, what would you say?
6: Uh, well, uh, you've got to you've got to make a start somewhere. I mean, in in ten years' time, you've got to be wandering around this place, meeting all the people you've met at previous Green Belts. So you've got to just start.
0: Well, we're on our way home from another year's Greenbelt Festival, which means that's it for this special Greenbelt episode of the Church Times podcast. We hope it's given you a flavour of the festival and maybe even whetted your appetite for 2018. Don't forget, if you're not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can get five issues of the paper, one month's access to the website app and archive for just £5. Go to www.churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Our music was, as always, by Sought After Sounds. Tune in on Friday for another regular instalment of the Church Times podcast, and thanks for listening.